Hey everyone, welcome back to Cold Toast. I'm Jen Armstrong. This episode is titled Life Loves On, and I eluded in my last podcast episode that I've been going through some life things, and this is primarily where I want to talk about it. I really don't know where to start, and it's nothing really dramatic or you know, life changing or anything. It was, I think, a lot of different things at once. I don't know if any of you have ever experienced just a lot of changes happening all at one time. But that was me for the last three weeks or so, the last month. And yeah, this episode is basically breaking down the different feelings I've had, the different just、um, emotions that I went through. And you know, what events led up to all of that, and why I've been kind of MIA on the podcast. But that's what this podcast is for is to get real, no boundaries, just really being authentic and vulnerable, no judgment. So let's do it. Let's talk about it, shall we? All right. Whew. It's,、um, you know, I've been kind of scrolling on Instagram per usual and came across a caption that really caught my attention because I think it encapsulated exactly what I've been feeling the last month. This person, she's actually a therapist by trade and has a very popular Instagram account. But she said, This feels like a particularly hard time to be empathetic and a particularly essential time to be empathetic. Wow. That's like, you know, I love words and I love the way people express sort of, you know, current and、uh, personal issues just in, in a bold statement like that. And I, I wanted to. Open this podcast up to say that it's, it's a tough time right now in the world. It's, it's a very just a dynamic time, not necessarily in the positive sense, but just so many changes. And I felt that on the personal level as well. So it's really interesting to hear a statement like that,、um, where clearly she's talking about. World dynamics and societal dynamics, but still manage to, on a micro level, break it down so that it's personable and relatable. So, almost a month ago, we moved out our, our home. We sold our home actually, and that was a plan was always to sell our townhouse,、um, buy bigger because we have an extra body in the family, you know. and We just were growing out of our townhouse as much as we loved it.、Uh, we've been there for a little over five years now and just thought it was time for a change. So we sold it. We moved out about a month ago and we are now renting a beautiful,、um, bigger home until we can kind of let the market die down and, you know, buy our own dream home. And own a home once again. I bring this up because, as you can 
probably relate, selling a home is a hard event in the sense of, or, you know, just putting the home up for sale and getting the right buyer, all the terms and paperwork that's involved. But when I, when you're an empath like me, you sort of start thinking about the memories made in that home, what that home stood for symbolically for you in your life. And for, for me, and I know for my husband, I mean, that was our first property and home that we've ever bought in our life. And it was a big deal when we, when we did purchase it. And it, to me, was a big deal to sell it, knowing, you know, that you mo- we're going to move on to bigger and better things. But I think the act of moving out of that space and just the act of moving, packing, moving, you know, is hard. So that I think was the impetus to the weeks that followed. That was a big change for me. For my kids, it was sad, but they were really excited to have their own rooms now and just be in a a bigger place and have a yard and, you know, and still continue to go to their same school because we literally just moved up the road to um, another neighborhood. But for me, it was it just that place just symbolized so much. So when we moved, it was hard, I think, emotional time, but exciting at the same time. So again, just a big change. And moving is, you know, not fun, as you can all imagine, as you probably experienced. We moved and and then my mother-in-law, my husband's mom, got admitted to the hospital that weekend after. And she, you know, has been in and out of the hospital, I'd say the last eight years, and um, has been struggling with health issues. But this time into the hospital was a concerning one. And she came down with pneumonia. Thankfully, she was negative for COVID. But the pneumonia was going to be hard to recover from. So reality sunk in. And my husband, you know, immediately went into action, um, had to fly to Oregon, where he's from originally, where my in-laws live. And, you know, didn't really know what to expect, although we knew it was serious. So... Here I am in a new home, not completely unpacked yet, with the three kids, worrying about my husband traveling, worrying about my mother-in-law, worrying about my father-in-law, because they were very close, very, very, very close couple. So I was anticipating and being anxious about what was going to happen, what may happen, all the while settling into this new house, continuing to work, trying to get the kids, you know, situated. And unfortunately, my mother-in-law ended up passing away. And thankfully, my husband got to spend a couple of days with her when she was in the hospital before she passed. So we're very, very thankful and grateful for that. But Jera is her name, and I called her mom. She was one of the first people to listen to my podcast. Every time I 
you know, stream the new one. She'd email me right away after she's listened to it, like the next day, probably after it's um, been streamed and always gave me feedback, always um, was so positive about her feedback. And she was one of my biggest fans, especially for this podcast. And I'm going to miss that. I'm really going to miss getting that email from her saying she's listened to my newest episode and how relatable it it was for her. But losing mom was a big change. And that coupled with moving to a new home, you can just see a snowball effect. I'm not sure how to describe it really. It's been a roller coaster since my mother-in-law passed away. I've never really been one who has experienced anxiety. I should say experienced anxiety and recognize that it was anxiety. I think as a kid or in my younger years, I've felt like biologically have felt anxious, you know, butterflies in the tummy, racing heart, you know, sweaty palms, just being a nervous wreck. I've experienced that. Um, But I've never truly recognized and sat with anxiety in the sense of anticipating uh, something that's not happening, right? And that's really what anxiety is. You're anticipating or fearing what's coming next, Um, I think I spent, you know, most of my days in this new home just in harmony because I want this new space to be harmonious for my family. I want to make it our own. I, you know, been, it's like trying to unpack, literally unpack our things, unpack into a new life, but there are instances where grief hits, instances where just shit happens, whether it's having to tend to an emergency with the kids or having to tend to a work thing, you know, mind you, I'm still working full time from home while going through all of this grief and going through all of these changes. It's been hard. And I'm recognizing it and I'm trying to use this opportunity to speak about it out loud into the universe because I want to recognize it, accept it, feel it, and learn how to to live with it. So when I say life loves on, what I'm saying is, you know, I think our grief essentially lets us know that we matter, that we're human. And I had to realize that whether it's grieving my old home that we moved out of, or if it's grieving my mother-in-law, this is the fuel that I need to continue to show up every day, to continue to show up for my kids, to continue to show up for my clients in my work, to continue to show up as a wife for my husband, 
who is absolutely grieving. Um, I don't think he's had his breakdown yet, but him and his mom was very, very close. He was a mama's boy, which I actually really love that about him. Um, but, you know, our grief is what we should be using to show up, to continue to show up for ourselves. And let's be honest, we're grieving for the world. Um, we're grieving for this vicious virus that is COVID and the repercussions that it's caused, you know, humanity, the consequences that it's had on people through their actions or inaction. I think, um, it's been hard to remind myself these last three weeks that I need to rest my mind because I tend to try to flee, not physically from stress, but I try to flee within my head and my mind, try to just escape. I'm a pretty good es escape artist, if you will, <laughs> mentally, but I, I couldn't do that. I had to be aware. I had to be present these last three weeks. Um, for my kids, for my husband, for this change in this new home. And I don't know, you guys, I, I don't know if any of you have had things happen just all at one time. I can look back at my life and, and remember moments such as these where it feels like everything's happening at once and you can't get a handle on it. But I think in this time of my life, with the awareness, the self-awareness that I have for myself, I am so uh, in it. And um, it's been a complicated time. I'm, you know, I think I'm trying to advocate, right? I'm, I want to advocate for what's right. I always want to advocate for what's right. I can't. I can't advocate for what's right in the world because it takes up too much energy and it, it almost takes up too much of my grieving space, if that it makes any sense. I don't know if any of you right now feel like you're just grieving the world alongside grieving things that have lost, you've lost in life. It's amazing though, how life works and how you respond to it. I think that's what's important is the response to it. I always tell my kids, it's not, it's not what's happening. It's how you're responding to what's happening. And Man, I had to really be strong. You know, they lost their grandma. My youngest, my son, who is going to be two in December, he's never met Jera. He's never met my mother-in-law in person. He's only seen her on a screen through Zoom calls for a year and a half because of COVID. And I think about that and it's sad. I don't have one single picture of my son with my mother-in-law. And that breaks my heart. So it's a lot, guys. It's been a lot the last three weeks. But it's funny because I find glimpses of hope. I find glimpses of uh, happiness. And I'm don't get me wrong. I'm thoroughly happy through everything. I just am trying to catch my breath, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And it's, it's funny because I, 
was telling my husband, like, I just feel like I can't get above water, you know, with the move, with him being gone for a week, uh, with mom passing away, um, with the kids just needing to have their life continue, you know, uninterrupted. As we, as parents, we try to do that, right? We try to make sure that their, their life is just seamless. But I realized the last three weeks that they, they had a really hard life lesson the last three weeks. Oh, did I mention that they went back to school too throughout this whole thing? That we had to get them ready to go back to school for the new school year. You know what that means? That means labeling supplies, buying supplies, making sure they have, you know, <laughs> clothes and everything they need. So it was crazy. And on top of all of that, we're dealing with COVID. And I've already had, you know, my daughter, my oldest, have to skip school because of symptoms. And they weren't COVID symptoms, but they were symptoms, you know, normally we would be like, oh, just, you just got the sniffles, you know, you go to school today. Can't do that anymore. We can't send them to school with just the sniffles. They have to see through 24 hours of no symptoms of any kind, COVID or not. That's stressful. She's already missed like four days of school and the school year just started because of this, the new processes in place, which I have the utmost respect for actually. I think their school is doing the right thing by making sure there's protocols in place, but it's stressful as a parent to worry about your kids being in school through COVID. And that's the honest to goodness truth. Her recent um, absence from school was because of you know, an itchy throat or a sore throat. And we absolutely needed to keep her home that day. And Turns out that could be a symptom of COVID. So, you know, had to get her a COVID test. Thankfully, it was negative. But just, again, piled on top of another worry after worry, grief after grief, nonstop. You know, I the other day, I was all kind, half-ass bragging to my husband on text when he was at work saying that I had a day. But I was kind of proud about it. Because I was like, you know, that was the day that my daughter had to get her COVID test. So I had like three meetings that day, you know, it's from Zoom, on Zoom, obviously. I didn't have a sitter that day for my baby. So he was with me all day. I had my daughter homesick. Um, you know, we had to like literally drive hella far to get the test done before it closed at a certain time. Didn't have lunch. You know, it just, it was nonstop. And it was, it's been that way. It's like zero to a hundred every day. I mean, I literally wake up not with birds chirping, you know, not on cloud nine, not just at my own pace. My 20 month old wakes me up. Like he literally is just smothering me. Imagine being smothered when you're woken up by a baby or like just blabbering in your ear. You know, who needs an alarm clock? You you have someone just waking you up out of your sleep suddenly and you just have to go. Somebody needs you. This baby needs you. And I'm not lost that this is all a blessing 
to be a mother, to have a baby, to wake up every morning and breathe. That's not lost on me ever. But I think it's fair to say that it's not easy to not wake up at your own pace. And I haven't had that luxury since becoming a mom. So it's that yin and yang. And I just, I'm expressing it here because I know and I'm hoping people can relate. I've said it before, I am a pretty empathetic person. So I think taking on so much from others, taking on from the world, taking on just the struggles of life and piling that onto my own struggles, its it's been hard. But talking about it helps. Mental health is as important as physical health. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm an expert in mental health, but I'm aware now more than ever that it is important to let your guard down. It is important to cry. It is important to grieve. It is important to feel. It is important to share. You know, I share with my kids every step of these last three weeks, how I was feeling, how asking them how they feel, you know, being very honest about death, about life, about change, because I don't want them to grow up to be adults who can't navigate the things I've had to navigate in the last three weeks. It's a tough time. I know all of you are going through something similar in some way, shape, or form. I really do hope that you guys get through it. And I really am hoping that I do as well. So with that being said, I just want to thank you guys for being an ear. My title for this podcast, as I said in the beginning, was Life Loves On. It's a little play off of life goes on, life moves on, and it does. But do it in love. Move on and grieve forward. All in love and all in gratitude for what was. I, I try. I try to like move on from one task to another, from one day to the next with love because I think it's important to love yourself through it. It's important for others to love you through it and letting, uh, allowing them to, I should say. But it's also important to recognize that it's not easy. Whatever the case may be for you, I hope you remember to um, to let life love on. And until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Thanks for listening.